everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Reaction Therapy Podcast. I am your resident psychotherapist, Tom Stevens, here with Nick Stevens for a very special podcast today, something we really haven't done before. Nick, you have set up the stage for a great day. What are we doing? Yeah, we're uh, we're listening to uh, kind of an interview in a way. So usually we do interviews with other people. Yeah. Today we're going to be actually reacting to things, kind of like Thomas done with the XXX Tentacion trial mm -hmm. or some of the NF videos he's reacted to. So this is going to be kind of what those are, except I'm here too. So Yeah, we've done interviews with people. We've done deep dives where we talk all about the documentaries we've seen or things that we know about artists. And now you're bringing in a brand new perspective. This is going to be yeah. fun. All right. So um, we're not even going to have any kind of intro, really. We're just going to go right into the main event. So yes, we're going to be just reacting to this and it features J. Cole. So there's a J. J. Cole, Cole. kind of interview. It's it was on ESPN. Fun fun fact about this. But I like I looked at it when I it popped up on my feed because I love sports and it popped up and I'm like, hmm, this is a really good um mm -hmm. topic for I think our podcast because it it relates sports in a way, yeah. which I love, but it also is an artist, J. Cole, and the title is Lead by Example. So right. I think I it's like gonna it. be fun. So we're going to have uh, about, you know, half of this we're going to do live on this podcast. And then the other like 10 minutes or so we're going to have as an extra episode. So if you don't know, we do an extra episode for each podcast. Those are for YouTube members and Patreon um, only members. And so the Monday following when the podcast goes live, that is available to you on Patreon or on YouTube members. So if you want to see the other part of this, and you probably do because J. Cole's going to give some advice. So uh, if you want to see that, make sure you subscribe. Consider joining Patreon or YouTube. Yes. Bonus All right. content. All right. Without further ado, yes. I, get to, I get to say it this time. Here we go. J. Cole sits down with Bob Myers. Lead by example. Believe it. You know what I mean? Like, like see it all the time and believe it and and whatever you got to do to protect that belief my version of protecting that belief was you i wasn't tell, sharing this. Yeah, you, you know terrible. i wasn't, yeah, I wasn't yeah. even telling my mom she knew i rap yeah, yeah. she knew i did music and to her don't it was let like somebody knock you off i'm that. not even gonna give my own mother the chance to try yeah. to bring me back down yeah. to reality it's not gonna happen mm. lead by example with bob myers is presented for the people by caesar's sportsbook you bet nice. you get a little sponsorship there must be 21 or older Welcome to Lead by Example. I'm your host, Bob Myers. Today, J. Cole. Hey. Appreciate what's, it. What's poppin', man? How you doing? What's poppin', man? So, you and I saw each other. Um, first, my first time I met you was on the phone. Yep. And somebody said, well, you want to talk to you? Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, what, what's this guy going to say? <laughs> For sure. And uh, what, what struck me a little bit was this guy, he loves, he loves basketball. And, and everybody, a lot of people walk around and say basketball. I love basketball. We got to turn this up a little bit. It's not loud enough basketball you actually you can kind of feel it does that does that ring true to you nah I, yeah i love it for sure uh even right now as we speak like i probably haven't played uh in a week and a half maybe going on two weeks and i you know i yeah. I, I feel the missing of it you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. I, I feel the missing of it but you know i, I love to watch too but yeah. really it's playing it's playing, playing. yeah for sure so growing up you had um your mom Mm -hmm. And your brother, mm -hmm. right? And that was it. And you were born in Germany. You were born overseas. Yeah, I was born in Germany. Uh, my mother and my father were together. And then, uh, you know, like relatively early, 
you know, I don't even think I was one before yeah. they like split up. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I was born. That kind of tells you all you need to yeah. know about his upbringing, but early life separation. Germany. People think I'm German. That's the other thing, though. People think I'm German. The other thing, people think my mom is German. She's not German. Like I think if you go to like Wikipedia or something, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, meet, I'll, I'll meet random people. It's been years, though. Yeah. By the way, I've yeah. never actually had even a moment to say it because yeah. it never came up. But uh, it's been years, and, and somebody would come up to me and be like, "Bro, my mom's German too." I'm like, "Bro, my mom's not German. Not like, let me get you. Yeah, my mom's yeah, from yeah. Michigan." Yeah. Um, but she was in the army. She she went to the army when she was like. Soon as she turned 18, she kind of like got out of town, went to the army, uh, met my my dad in Germany because he was he's from Arkansas. Yeah. So they're just like two kids Self. that like yeah. yeah well one from from uh, Michigan, one yeah. from Arkansas, and uh, they both left like as soon as they could. They got out of their hometowns and like mm. you know met each other in Germany. Had my older brother had me, yeah. and then shortly after they had me, like within a year, uh, we were back in the states. I feel like as a kid, I was always self-sufficient i wasn't needy of 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 another person's attention or boom boom now sometimes i wonder if, if that's because you know being the second kid and just being a kid to a a, a young mother you know what i mean mm -hmm. and a young father and then she would she would have a boyfriend and yeah this would no be attention a stepfather yeah. eventually sometimes i wonder if it's just being a, a kid of young parents if you just naturally learn uh you it's know, a type of parent. Don't expect. What? Go ahead. It's a type of parent. See, avoiding attachment, you know, for him. He's just learned, you're not going to, I'm not going to get what I need to get. Like we need specific things first five years of life uh, in terms of attachment and the love, the care, the concern, the touch, the, all that stuff. When you don't get it and somebody's attention somewhere else, mom's working or she's, it's not that it's a terrible thing. People do what they have to do, but. You know, could be working all the time, could have a new relationship. She could be into her own stuff. If he doesn't get it, eventually what children learn is they go somewhere else and they get it. And so they learn that whenever they start feeling close to somebody as a teenager, young adult, they push away from that. That's yeah. so when attachment comes into play and there's any kind of, they feel too close, they will leave. When somebody has an anxious attachment, they will cling on. They will be, these are exaggeration. I mean, it's a big picture, but... If you're an anxious attachment, there's a lot of anxiety around you and hovering attention and you're always wanting to please or learn to please and get fed by that early, you'll do that later on. But he he's describing, I don't know his relationship, I'd love to know his history with the relationship. He's, he's just kind of stayed away from him or if he's kept it very distant. But the way he's describing that is the people that I needed, they just weren't there. Hmm, never figured it out. So I, he's describing it as I never really needed that. But that's what daycare babies are. So when a child grows up in a daycare from eight weeks old and they're there from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. because the parents have to work and pay bills and make money, they learn to be self-sufficient. They look more independent and capable, which they are in regular life, but in, emotionally they're not. Interesting. You know, don't, don't, don't like, expect... Yeah, nobody's gonna, there ain't nobody coming yeah, to save yeah. you. You know what I mean? You, that's that's tough, you got kids now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, sure. you, you know, But he doesn't do it with them. A lot of parents won't let that happen to their kid. They don't let their kids grow. They, they, they save them all the time. Mm, so you kind of yeah. have the opposite. You're, 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 nah, that's real. You're kind of like... Uh, yes, complete opposite. I right. have a very long leash. So, so what about discipline? No, nah, I, I missed that part. Like like the discipline... You mean you didn't need it? Didn't have no, it? No, no. The discipline that I had... It depends on what type well, of discipline you're talking Okay, discipline about. like you had to step out of line. Like something in your life as a kid. Who, who grabbed you and said, you can't do that? Oh, uh, disciplinary 
action. What, what was uh, the dumbest, stupidest thing you did? I was, when I, at six years old, I was smoking cigarettes regularly around That's the neighborhood. I was, How does that even happen? Yeah. Like, just being around the neighborhood. And like, so you're Neglect, six, abandonment. Six, my, and the thing was, my, uh, my brother's four years older than me, almost four years and older And he's 10, than me. he's smoking too? No, that's the wild thing. He, he, it was just, I was always hanging around the older kids in the mm. neighborhood that he was hanging around and they were smoking. And I was young and fearless and in, in, in trying to be cool. So it was like, it was. So oh, this yeah. is where you ask him, I wish I was doing this interview. What about your children? Were they smoking at six? And he will say, are you crazy? No, why? Because I'm there. It seemed like they were about to go to that, but then it changed the subject. Like, let me see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And of course, we're all out there kind of yeah. like young parents with like long leashes. Not like my mom knew I was doing this. Yeah. She was just, my yeah. mom comes from a town. First of all, my mom got 10 brothers and sisters. Okay. She comes from a man, maybe nine brothers and sisters. She comes from a massive family with a single mother, like type of broken home type of thing where they all raised each other. Sure. And they, she comes from a small town where it was like, yo, you leave your like door shameless, unlocked. the she show. She comes from uh, a, a where you can let your kid like I was out and she and, and she allowed me that probably like she was just yeah. out there um and I think back then it was a little probably a little safer to be just out roaming so while I'm out roaming of course my mom has no clue that her six-year-old son it's wild smoking it's on the, I'm looking at that kid going this kid has no shot it's crazy so yeah, nobody yeah. nobody Nobody said, hey. No, see, that's, on, the, that's the life changing moment. This okay, was okay, literally right. a life changing moment. I, I guess it's okay. kind of getting to, to what you're asking. I literally remember, you know, I'm six years old. I'm like, I'm smoking with these, uh, with these kids in the neighborhood that are older than me. And, you know, to them, it's funny. Yeah. You know, these are, they're 10 themselves. Yeah. So it's, it's funny for them to see, like, no, no, nobody's really worried about yeah. me. Like, hey, don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just like, they're 10 and smoking yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. You know own, what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah, they're, they're not, not, yeah, they're not, yeah. it's not like they're going to say, hey, not, man, yeah, maybe yeah, you shouldn't yeah, do that. Right, no. Right, right. Um, so I was smoking with these older kids. Boom, boom. This is going on for two, three weeks or something. And one day I'm down the street at a house where it was happening at. And uh, my brother, my brother comes up. And I asked one of our homeboys in the neighborhood, I'm like, yo, you got any cigarettes? I'm six, yeah. trying to be cool. I'm like, yo, you got any cigarettes? My brother hears this for the first time because he didn't know what was yeah. going on. Hmm. My brother hears it and he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, what are you talking about? Like, Jermaine, yeah. shut up. Like, he's yeah. shut up. That was yeah. my brother's yeah. energy. Yeah. Shut up, shut up. Yeah. Like, uh, he's like, Jermaine, shut up. Like, what you talking about? I'm like, now I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, he don't yeah. know. Yeah, 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 yeah. He don't know. I'm like, yo, yo, tell him, <laughs> don't I be smoking. Don't I be smoking? Like proud of yeah. it, like wow. trying to be yeah, I cool. I do this. This is what and, I do. And, and uh, and so they confirmed it. They was like, yeah, he be smoking. Um, so right away, I'm and looking back in retrospect, I'm so grateful my brother did this. And I, at the time, I was so like, uh, I was so I, I felt so like it was treason. But my brother was like, he was like, I'm telling mom, yeah. and he walked home. Mm. And I'm so I'm six, of yeah, course I'm yeah, dumb. Yeah. But but I'm like I don't yeah, care. Like yeah. like at six years yeah, old, yeah, already. I, I was Fine. like, you're gonna go and tell mom, and then I'm she's gonna ask me, and I'm gonna say I don't smoke. Yeah. I yeah. saw it. You saw my, that. I yeah. saw it in my mom. I'm just gonna kid. say I don't yeah. smoke. Let's go. So this is how dumb I am. Uh. Now the cigarettes are available. I go into the backyard right at this time, and we start smoking the cigarette, and I'm I'm being cool, boom boom. boom. And so my brother, about I don't know, 20 minutes later or something, uh, 
walks to the backyard where we was at. And he was like, Jermaine, he was like, Mom wants to see you. I'm like, all right. Like, I'm like, okay, like, all right, so what? So I'm walking home, no fear. Yeah. I have no, uh, there's no, no worry. worry. No worry at all. Nothing's gonna happen. And I, I walk in the house and uh, she's like, Jermaine. I'm like, yeah, yeah, mom. And she's like, what's this I hear about you smoking cigarettes? I'm like, huh? I, I, you know, I'm like, huh? She's like, come here. And I walk up close to her. She was like, say something. I was like, what do you mean, say something? And when I said it, she bent down. Yeah. And, you know, she smelled this, uh, this cigarette yeah. smoke on my breath. Yeah. And I, this was the life-changing moment right here because I saw her face. Yeah. When, she, when she smelled, like, cigarettes on my breath, her face was like, it was like heartbroken. Mm. It was disbelief. Yeah. It was like What's crushed. Yeah. I, I remember the look on her face mm. and she was like, you have been smoking. Like it hit yeah. her like that. Yeah. Her baby, yeah. I'm the youngest of two, yeah. that her baby who's six, A, is capable of smoking cigarettes and B, capable of lying yeah. dead to her face yeah. about it. Yeah. So it, it, uh, it hit her. And I, I'm pretty sure, and my mom was not the type to give the whoopings that would like be relegated to my stepfather down the line. but. I think I got one right then and there because mm -hmm. it was just like an emergency situation that I feel like she had to do. But honestly, I don't even remember the whipping because, matter of fact, I know she gave me a whipping because my my uh, my her boyfriend who would end up becoming my stepfather came home and he usually was like the disciplinarian, and he was like, when he when he told me he was like I heard about what happened. He was like I'm not gonna whip you because I heard your mom already <laughs> did it. So she must have whipped me. But my point is I don't remember that part. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Like the fact that to me, what, what got me the most there was like, she, I feel like his mom didn't even believe, um, her J Cole's brother, mm -hmm. like, because he was only 10 years old. Like, I feel like a lot of kids like that, like joke around and like, Oh, mm -hmm. Jake or Jermaine smoker or whatever. And the mom doesn't believe it. But then when she brought him in and she smelled it, she was in disbelief it's crazy mm -hmm. that part's crazy to me. yeah that she's so unplugged she was so unplugged that probably just living life going to work doing her thing that you know she grew up with 10 nine other children around her so they kind of raised themselves did their thing single parent you can't really have much contact there so she i guess was just assuming they were just out playing around doing their thing and so it was kind of a parenting moment there where you wake up and it's like oh wow you feel bad as a parent, you feel guilty as a parent, you feel frustrated, you feel angry. There's a whole bunch of di different emotions, but that's to wake up call. I don't know what she did after that though. And she whooped him. <laughs> that's what she did. All I remember was her face. Yeah. And the reason why I think that that was the life changing moment to where after that I didn't need much correction. Mm -hmm. I became a self corrector is because that was the first time that I became aware that like, oh, my actions, my actions can hurt someone else like things that her, i yeah. do my yeah. decisions yeah. can hurt somebody else you know what i mean not just well, they me. say that a kid doesn't even develop that until like 10 11 12 like that to think outside of them right so that's to not that actually six, true um i true. mean the concept generally he's speaking about is true because children who are young three four five six years old are egocentric so they think kind of about and around themselves like they want what they want now and they think sometimes things are all their fault so the yes, brain development wise, the concepts can work that way where they develop more of a conscience kind of, but even from a very young age, 
children can learn self-responsibility. What I tell people all the time is consequences don't change behavior. People look at me like, what do you mean? Like, you could take a cell phone from a teenager. It's going to change behavior temporarily, shortly, not for very long. Then they'll be like, I don't care. The feeling of responsibility, which is what he's talking about, the gut, you know, in your gut, you ever driven and you down the road, you're driving and you might be speeding and you see a police officer and you're like, hit the brakes or slow down and you look in the rearview mirror and your your stomach is like sinking. That's the feeling of responsibility. Like I may be guilty. He's got that. When that stays in us long enough, we will change our behavior. And that's what he's talking about. That hit hard enough to me that it made me want to change my behavior. And that's what we have to work on with children, not just consequences and, and whoopings and, and all that stuff. But these are very good points that um, I've got a story about Nick. I tell it at a later date, but you know, when he was even 15 months old, just not even a year and a half old. So I believe way earlier, like his age, even they can develop that feeling of responsibility. Yeah. To yeah. be like, whoa, obviously you were like growing up. I mean, that wasn't to figure that out. First of all, to be smoking at six, it's, like it's, that's a whole different. It's, it's, it blows my mind. I mean, and then to living remember, a teenage life at six. I don't know if six. your reaction was when you say <laughs> you moved other people. Was it like I, 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 I feel bad that I hurt my mom, or was it I really screwed up? I don't know how a six-year-old even does that. I, I think it was, you know, this person I really uh, love and care about. I, I let him down. I, uh, I lied. Blatantly, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. and I was doing something it's a that disaster kid. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, but but uh, so, I don't. So you know, it's interesting. This guy's not doing any favors for this interview. I don't know who he is, but you know, he is at the moments when J. Cole says something like, "You know, I lied," and that that what he's saying is that's not who I wanted to be, and that's not who I wanted my mom to see. He cracks a joke. If you notice, each time J. Cole gets serious about something, he cracks a joke. Like, man, six year, what a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and they laugh, which is okay. I mean, he's an interviewer. He's not a psychologist or anything. But the truth of the matter is, right then is when you want to go in with J. Cole and say, yeah. man, at six years old, you knew how it felt to lie to your mom. And you knew that that wasn't the person you wanted to be. Like, that's a shaper of life. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the GM of a basketball team, yeah. so he's not business guy. <laughs> yeah, so so that so then from there you learned that was a, mo- a moment for you, like I, I you, oh, or you, a, you remember that? Oh, Obviously, that's a big. That's thirty a, years later, you that's got that's a big yeah, thing in, in my life that never went away. Yeah, for and sure. then and then so your mom, so your brother had a part. Your mom, when I talked to you when we met, I asked you about when you you thought you were, I don't know, if music came first as a love or basketball. Which one? Which one was? Was it um, when you when you realized? I mean, it depends because, like, like making music. Do you mean or like versus playing basketball? I mean, or could, here's the only music? way I can relate to it because I don't have two things. I don't know if you feel like you have two things. You, it seems like you do. It seems like you love basketball. Obviously, you love music. I don't know if you rank them. Um, I only know when people ask me about basketball. It's when I answer that I say it's the only thing I know in life. It's the only thing I know, and I say. When I'm driving my car and I see a basketball hoop or a game of two-on-two or one-on-one or three-on-three or at the park, and mm-hmm. I can't not look. Mm-hmm. I can't. I have to. Mm-hmm. So I can't not be around basketball. Mm-hmm. So that's the only way I know how to describe basketball. But when you say music or basketball, 
Um, a lot of the players I'm around want to be musicians. A lot of the musicians want to be basketball. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if you can equally love those two things the same. Yeah. But, I, but you're one that I don't, I mean, I don't know. You tell me. You no, know, I understand your question. I think, I think my, first, uh, my first love, meaning as a kid, four or five years yeah. old, it was music. Before, I loved listening to music, pretending that I'm Bobby Brown or, or pretending that I'm Michael Jackson. I loved that first and foremost. I remember that I had the Michael Jackson tape at four years old. I had a Bobby Brown tape at four years old. I re just remember the love of listening to music. Then basketball came years later because just like, yo, everybody around the neighborhood yeah. is playing basketball. I'm, of course, you're a kid. Everybody's going to the NBA in their mind. That, that was me. But I think actual love, that from, from what you're saying, I'm, I'm clarifying it in my mind now, actual first love because to me love is like it's an action you know what i mean like it's it's an it's an action word in a sense where it's like uh it doesn't have to just be an action word but but in the sense of this question i see it as an act as an action word so even when i was playing basketball it was delusion it was like i thought that i was just like a six-year-old that thinks he's going to the yeah. nba there's there's you have steph curry that yeah. maybe thought he yeah. was going to the nba yeah. And, and, and had a good reason to think yeah, so, maybe yeah, had, maybe had yeah. early skills and early signs. Well, that dad put played. Him on, yeah, <laughs> his dad played, right? So it's like, yeah. like... I can do this. Yeah, it's not yeah. far-fetched. But yeah. then you have me at six. Yeah, I'm going to the NBA. It's like, yeah. you're on no path. Yeah. You don't have the early skills or early yeah. signs. It's just mm -hmm. a delusion. So I think my love for basketball, yes, I love playing. I was highly competitive. But my love was not in the form of work. I didn't have anybody to show me, sure. hey, if you really love this thing and you really want to go do it, Here's how you express your love for it, and this is how you get to where you want to go. I didn't have that. I had like I'm. It was really play, you know. It was. It was, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Love is like hard in a sense, you know. It's like a family, like yeah, having kids, yeah, yeah, having a wife, yeah. having a husband. It's pain. It's it's, yeah. it's work. Yeah, it's yeah. discipline. It's yeah. sacrifice. And the first thing I ever did that for in my life was was music. And did you think that you anything on that for you? You know, I don't know what he was trying to get at with that other than just, you know, what was your, what's your main passion in life? And I think, you know, when you're young, everything's a fantasy. Mm -hmm. And also when you're young, you don't recognize talent typically as much. I think younger children now have more talent in anything because we have more training skills available, yeah. more opportunity. Like when I was a child, you picked up whatever basketball or baseball bat or what you just you just, just played, played with whatever. Yeah. We didn't stretch before practice. We just didn't have the uh, training that we do now. And same with music. I think we have the instruments. We have the capability with electronics to create. I mean, so yeah. it's very different with now. With music, you can just, you, if you have a yeah. phone, you can create a song. Like it, You literally just have to have a phone yeah. to create a song now. Which back in the day, I'm sure, like when there wasn't phones, you had to find out. Well, and especially to... growing up where he was, who didn't yeah, have much, probably, probably grew up really poor and not being able to have access to a whole lot of things. So, yeah. what they drift to is, you know, whatever's catchy, whatever's exciting. And that's yeah. where he was. So, curious after six, if he kept hanging with those people who were smoking mm -hmm. at 10, but he didn't smoke, or if he just went away from them completely, or if there's other stories in there. Yeah. Also, like, kids now like training to become athletes they're in the gym lifting weights at six years old yeah. like they're, they're it's crazy um but you gotta there's big difference between loving a sport and being passionate about it like really putting in the work yeah and if y'all don't know j cole or how he liked basketball look up j cole shooting bat. like he's good like he he has played overseas like professionally wow. so he's a really good basketball player 
And uh, I think if he chose, it's awesome. If he chose basketball over music, I'm sure he probably could have yeah. made himself into a good player. That so. type of person can be successful at anything. They might not have total skills in all different areas, but they they have such a drive in them that they can learn to be good. Yeah. All right. We had a, a chance in music. Did you know? Because I'm yeah. around. Um, you wonder why people, this, your your children. I you know, talk to other musicians, they're children's musicians. They believe there's somebody that showed them this is possible. Mm -hmm. They're around it. And then they think, well, my dad did it. Mm -hmm. He ain't no big mentor. Same as the NBA. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of players that parents played. And once you break through that, I, I can do this too. Yeah. It actually, there's momentum to that. Yeah. So your kids, mm -hmm. you probably already know this, their chances of being in music are exponentially great. Yes. Whether they're talent, just because they know dad does this. Yep. Yep. So what made you think that music could be that for you, or did you not think yeah, that way? I did. I had delusion, and I. I but you, I, I, was it really delusion? Because you talk about NBA delusion, you go, I, I, "That's just a dream." Every six. But you thought it was the same for music. music? Was the same. same I'm thing. talking about as okay. soon as I started, as soon as I ever wrote my first rap, I. I'm the type of person where like. Uh, you mean you had delusion, like I can do this in a good way? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm hearing good, it like. Okay, good. Because you, you said delusion. I view, okay, I view delusion in two ways. Okay. One, right. this person has no clue. They're nowhere near what they're okay, talking okay. about. Okay. The other delusion that I view is not in a negative. I got you. You have to have a delusion. So was the delusion about basketball the net? Uh, yes, my delusion <laughs> about basketball was 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 well they were both equal. I got you. They were I both understand. equal. I, they yeah, were both equally far-fetched, but they were both necessary. I see. If unless if Steph Curry is not delusion, he's his father's yeah, yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But maybe Allen Iverson is delusion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Maybe that's delusion. I you don't you. have the size, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. a father who's yeah. this inter I'm sorry, this interview is all over the board. I feel like I don't know. Well, kinda, this guy is not an interviewer, clearly. You can tell he doesn't have a plan or a path with, I'm going to go from this question to this one and kind of follow a storyboard. They're, when they're getting off into the delusion, he didn't need to clarify delusion. J. Cole was doing fine. Just We can kind of realize he wasn't delusional, meaning I had a stupid idea. I'd never, I just had this dream that I'd be a musician, and it was a stupid dream. Delusional means... That's a false sense of reality, his basketball thing. You're not going to make it as a basketball player at your height or your ability or whatever. You might be really, really good, but you can't make it. That's delusional. He's equaling the two, and then the guy going to want to track, but let it go. Yeah. I think he would have explained himself if he would have just He would have worked gone, it out. Whatever. Here we go. Only I will do it. You got a couple of ADHD guys here. Yeah, it sounds like it for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but 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 regardless, I think that anybody that's shooting for something yes. extremely high, goals, dreams. A little irrational. A little irrational yeah. because if you were to let logic yeah. Yeah. Or rationality, you, you, you wouldn't make yeah. it because too many everything, obstacles. So yeah, it's yeah. Too many, the yeah. numbers, the odds, you can't do that. The you odds aren't in your favor. Yeah. Bro, just but, uh, but, but to your question, the delusion about music, it, I'm honestly that person to this day, and it's a, it's a, it's I really, I really appreciate it's it about myself. It's a you. strength. I when I when I start something, if I golf, I golf for the first time seriously, like me and me and my friends really had like a, a competitive outing. I don't golf. Yeah. But I, I like saw improvement yeah, in the day, yeah. and then in the next day. Yeah. So my mind instantly goes to I still have the same delusion from when I was six and twelve. Yeah. And my mind instantly goes to, I wonder how good I could get if, if I, I did this yeah. every day. But how good could I get? Could I? And yeah. I shoot for the highest thing yeah. that my mind will allow me to acceptable level of delusion. And then I try to say, well, maybe I'll get to that. You know, and maybe I won't. But, but I start with a seed of delusion. So basketball. I'll explain. He just, he, there are certain people that have 
you know, a success mindset that they are going to be victorious and they're going to overcome uh, no matter what. Matt Damon used to talk about that and, you know, the actor in auditioning when he was a teenager. And he said, we'd go to auditions, me and Ben Affleck, his friend, and they'd go themselves and the other kids would all have their parents there with them. Like they were kind of making them go or bringing them along. And he's like, got that one, got that one, got that one. I'll take them down. No problem whatsoever. They had such a confidence that we're so good at this. Like I'm here cause I am hungry. So high achieving people are hungry whether it's golf or basketball or fishing or dominoes or what, it doesn't matter. They just want to excel in it. So yeah. that's why you see him talking about no matter what he does, it's almost like it's hard to just enjoy it. He wants to get better and better. Yeah. It was like that. It didn't pan out because, I mean, I never well, When you were 12 or 13 or 14, when you now started thinking all the way back about to 12. Light, like I, they ask kids, what do you want to be? Mm -hmm. Would you have checked... Or would you have thought rational? Would, would was it? Would it start feeling like music is a better path for you, or was it always just like basketball's there? Man, because uh, you told me you got cut from your team. My yeah, and that was the moment where it was shock. It was a shock to you. Yep. And then you told me what you did with it. Yeah, I got and, cut twice from ninth and tenth but, grade. Yeah, and then it's crazy. You, and you were just how does this happen to me? That's oh, what yeah, you my, told my me first time. That's yeah, the first you were kind of like this isn't. Yeah, I'm supposed to be. Oh, I, me? Yeah. I had no, uh, no, uh, what do you call it? organized basketball experience outside yeah. of rec. Yeah. I didn't play middle school because my middle yeah. school didn't have a team. I went to some right. little specialized yeah. middle school that they tried for the first time. So, yeah, when I got cut my ninth grade year, I'm looking around like, 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 well, how are you going to cut me? Yeah. Instead of looking in the mirror, like, bro, you're not even really that good. Like, right. I started making excuses. Oh, but I'm better than this guy, better than this guy. Yeah. It wasn't until the next year when I got cut again, where I first time I had to look in the mirror, yeah. like, oh, yeah, why did you get cut? Oh, you never worked. You didn't. Uh, you did you? But that was all anybody? you that figured that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't like a coach where you go coach no. and the coach goes, you don't even practice. You don't no. even play. You don't even try. No. It was you. Yes, I had to realize. I mean, yeah, I had to get punched in the face two times. That was what gut. Those were. I love basketball so much, and my delusion was high. So, yeah. so to get cut from the team was a was a gut punch. You know yeah. what I mean? I wanted. I literally could have cried when I looked at the when I went and looked at the list and my name wasn't on there. It was like, you know. And so the second time, now I'm so grateful that I got, I got punched yeah. in the face twice because yeah. it was like, well, wait a minute. If I only got punched that one time, and I, I know some people in my life, they get punched that one time, and that's it. they'll yeah. never go try yeah. out again. Mm -hmm. The pain of that was too much to ever go back. Yeah. I'm so grateful that it was like, nah, I'm going to go back. I'm going to try again. Yeah. And I got cut again. And it was the world saying, well, well, of course you got cut. Like, I had to take a look in the mirror. But to your question, though, I forgot to mention this. Where did the delusion come from? Yeah. I think... I think I really believed, you know, when your parents tell you you can do anything, you yeah. can be anybody. My mom was big on that. Okay, she, I got she you. Was, she was big on like filling me with, with uh, you can do whatever. You know, Jermaine, you that's can do whatever you want to like, do. That's a big thing. That's a big. Yeah. A lot of people um, go the other way with that. That's interesting that your mom, like, you remember that that part about you can do this, yep. you can go do this. Jermaine, you could be, and it wasn't even anything specific. Jermaine, were you like, you I know, whatever. when you heard that, were you like, ah, yeah, yeah. I don't or was know. it encouraged, well, did you need that? I, I, I felt like I knew, but. But it helps, mom. But I, but, yeah. but honestly, I mean, I was five, six, okay, seven, yeah. eight years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. she was. Yeah, she was hitting you with she that. Was, she was like implanting that in me. So it was like, but I think the confidence I had was quiet. If you would have asked me when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, what I, what I was gonna do, I would have never said out loud, I'm going to be a rapper. I would have never told you that because I didn't, I believed it, but I- Why wouldn't you tell me? Because I knew that you wouldn't believe. 
and I didn't want anything that you Any had negative. to say. Mm. I didn't want. Because if you I tell have, me and I go, come on, you're not gonna do that. Yes. You don't want to hear that. I wouldn't even tell. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even tell my mom. Like I, I went to school at St. John's um, because in my mind I'm like at this time the music industry was way different and the music industry was in New York. Yeah. That was it. It was budding, starting yeah. to bud up. In Is that New why York. you went to St. John's? That's why I went to St. John's. Because in my mind, it was a quiet play of, I'm doing music at a high level. I know this is what I want to do. I have to be around the music industry. Yeah. I, delusion. I thought you it was going to tell anybody go that? Why you chose? That's interesting, I think. Um, him talking about like being quiet about it because he didn't want anybody to to know until he did it almost. like He, just, he didn't want anybody getting yeah. his way. Um, that's how badly I think he wanted that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have. No, I think that's, you know, he didn't have huge ego. Like he's not so arrogant uh, that he has to boast falsely. He just quietly was wanting to get better and better. No, that's no. what I'm saying. I never. Nobody. I, no. Brother? No. Nobody. No, 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 no. I, it was all inside. I didn't even tell my mom. Like, and she the one that had to pay for the school. You know yeah. what I mean? I was just like, I want, she knew I wanted to go to New York, but she, I never she said, out, yeah. I never said out loud, Ma, I want to go to New York because I'm going to be right next to the music industry and I'm going to make it happen. I was like, yo, I have to keep all of this. And then you do here. that, right? And you're there. And what was the first time you got recognition for what you were doing in a way where you could say, yeah, I, did you ever, did something happen where your first album or mixtape where then you could say, yeah, this is what I'm doing. In basketball, I never had any evidence that I was as good yeah. as I thought I did. Okay. Never. Yeah. Like, like, I could, uh, against average guys, I could dominate. Yeah. But there was never a time where I went against the best player on the high school team. Where you could really see it. In music, or in rapping, at 13, 14, okay. 15, 16, in my whole teenage years, I got that validation constantly. Because I would always go up, because there's a rap scene in yeah. Fayetteville where I'm from, yeah. lots of, you know, Lots of kids my age rapping all over the city. Kids older than me rapping. In yeah. every situation around the city where there was a cypher, a cypher is a bunch of dudes in a circle taking turns rapping, right? Somebody <laughs> might be beatboxing or maybe there's no beat. And everybody takes turns rapping. Every one of those moments I got in, which was frequent, maybe uh, at least one night a week, sometimes two nights a week in different little locations. Maybe it's at the movies, maybe it's at the high school game, maybe it's in the hallway of the of the high school gym, maybe it's at the skating rink. Yeah. Every time one of them situations popped up and I stepped in, it was complete validation because the reaction was insane. Yeah. You know that yeah. it was it yeah. was it was probably what the top guys yeah. in basketball, basketball would feel yeah. when yeah. they're yeah. when they're you know on their game. So you knew you got that but I but, knew but, I had some I like how you were the you use the word delusional mm -hmm. in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So you, that, that, that made you what you are, mm -hmm. right? That belief. Mm -hmm. But then you're getting it in music, um, in the ciphers and where you are. In basketball, you're kind of like, well, that'll come later. Or you kind of know at that time. I think, I think around, well, well, first of all, I get cut once, yeah, right. I get cut twice. I know I'm not that yeah, guy. Okay, the There's no part of me that thinks okay. I'm still that guy. Yeah. No, now I, recognize, yeah. now I recognize the mountain that I gotta climb. Yeah, I got you. My delusion, it was more realistic at this point, it was, do I want to climb this mountain? As a kid that just got cut two times from the team and had to work, by the time I was a senior, I was starting, had to yeah. work my way up to there. Do I want to continue the climb to be a college walk-on, to go from a college, I saw my, I saw my future, like, yo, like, if I work hard enough, because now I understand, in basketball, I understand the power of hard work. If I work hard enough, I could, I could walk onto a team. I believe in my ability to yeah. at least walk onto a team. But then if I work hard enough, could I get some consistent playing yeah, time sure. by the time I'm a senior? If I do that, could I then go overseas, keep working, and be one of these, like, I remember Jamario Moon's mm. name at the time. I always, like, 
like came out loved of nowhere. his story. Came out yeah. of nowhere, yeah. played in mad leagues, yeah. but yeah. you could tell to have mm-hmm. that level of determination, yeah. it's like it's like Gary Payton yeah. second. It's like yeah. it's like you 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 just have a level of determination and I, I saw that for myself possibly in basketball. Sure. But then I saw in music, it was I can't have, couldn't do both. Right. So at, eventually, at some point, you, it was like, yeah, Yo, I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. When was the moment where you? All right, I think we're gonna stop there. But this guy likes to take drinks. Yeah, he likes to drink his water. Anything uh, in that last little section there? I think it. you know he kept going back to the basketball thing. I think yeah. what J Cole was saying was, I realized when I was an adolescent teenager, that kind of age range from ten to fifteen. That, you know, I was riding my talents. What happens with young children, right? You're talented at something. Yeah. And the best kids are always the best. And then when you hit teenage years, if you just ride your talent, you're going to get passed up because people are going to outwork you. And I think what he was saying was, I didn't want to work that hard on basketball. Like, I love basketball and I wanted to be good at it, but I didn't want to do what I had to do to get to that point. But he was naturally good at music. He was that Mm all-star player at music and rapping. And so he got the feedback for it, which made him want to do it more. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I think J. Cole chose correctly. He's a great artist. No kidding. He's, he's made so many good songs. One of the best love rappers to talk out to him right about now. This one day. Uh, J. Cole is singing this. Please um, hit us up. We'd love to talk mental health podcast because it sounds it. like he has a lot. I yeah. mean, in his songs that you react to. Very balanced. For sure. But yeah. If y'all want to see an extra little clip of this, just another five minute clip, go to Patreon or become a YouTube member. You'll see this the Monday after it's released on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching. Tom, anything you want to say? That's it. Love this format. All right. And we'll see you on On the the next next Reaction Therapy Therapy Podcast. Podcast.